Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Ennevar, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Kathleen Ann about how to charge what you're worth and get it. A corporate escapee, Kathleen Ann is known as the money and marketing champion. She likes working with heart-centered women entrepreneurs and enlightened men. She is the founder of Power Up Your Marketing and holds multiple money and marketing coach certifications. Kathleen happily works from her home office overlooking the beautiful Georges River in Sydney. And she shares that with her chef husband. Hello, Kathleen, and welcome. Hi there, Clive. I'm very happy to be here. And hello, everybody in the listening audience. We're delighted to have you because we love to hear about how to get more money, especially the money that we're worth. So... We're very, very excited to hear what you might have to say about that. But first off, we want to know, who is this Kathleen Ann? Where does Kathleen come from? Well, born and bred in Sydney, and I have moved around a little bit, but uh, that is where I live. And I come through a background of uh, corporate career. I had a great career in direct response marketing, heading up a division in financial services company. In fact, I'd been headhunted a couple of times to do exactly that. And that was probably 26 odd years ago. And I got what I like to call the Don't Come Monday invitation. (laughs) So (laughs) I was put out to pasture. I'd been in that company for seven years. And I was quite happy actually to, to round that off. So I was on my way overseas for five weeks, the following week. So timing wise for me was great. I didn't have to come back to that J-O-B. Uh, when I did come back, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And i that's when I actually bought a set of golf clubs. And I played around for a while longer until I figured it out. And what I figured out was that I had my network, I had my experience, I had my best chance of starting a business for myself if I consulted in the area that I had just been uh, removed from. And really, that was first up, if anybody's listening to this and you had a similar situation, it didn't work out well for me. Um, It worked out well enough that I figured out a better way. But being a consultant, I thought was like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It was feast or famine when it came to income and I got some great gigs, but I was a solopreneur. I still am. And I wanted that sort of business to have the freedom to do what I wanted and with who I wanted and when I wanted. And that model of consulting didn't deliver that. So what I ended up doing was uh, I actually took a flight to the States. I did some training for myself. I wanted to work out how I could, and in the language of now, pivot my business and I reinvent myself. So I I did that for myself. And during that, I realized there's a lot of people like me. And going back that time, there's still all that, it's a quarter of a century later, there's still a lot of people like me. 
who are wanting to create their own income and don't really know how to go about it. So I figured there, that would be my audience. And that's, that's what I actually did. I then turned my attention to people who were solopreneurs that were service-based business owners and looking for clients that were all over the place. That's how I was in the end. I was just looking for um, a, a client that I could, you know, and would hire me, take me on to, to coach them. So I really figured out how to sort all that out for myself. And that's, that's why for the past almost 15 years now, I've been doing this version of me and, um, and loving what I do. So that's how I got to be here and uh, why I like to share that information with other people who might be in that transition. And, and Clive, you know, pivoting now, everybody's talking about that. I think of pivoting for some people, they're like that little ballerina in the music box and they're spinning around and around and around because they can't quite figure it out. So, um, yeah, they're the sorts of people I can get them to, to stop and, and look at a, a pretty much a business model as to how to rearrange their services and then they can, you know, make more money. Yes, some of us do like to seem to spin around a fair bit, uh, Kathleen, as you say. But what intrigues me most is that you were talking about being a solopreneur and that's a quarter of a century ago. That's a, a whole generation ago and apparently that's a whole new term. Which one's not right? <laughs> I know. Well, it, it's interesting because I guess I, I, I went to this, uh, to America, you know, a few times while I was doing my training and I've done on, online since. Um, I've retaken my certifications uh, voluntarily because I like, I don't know about you, Clive, but I know when we've got more and more experience, there's another level. And by re-taking uh, trainings, we can get into that deeper level. And, and I've done that. So I've got quite a lot of connections in, in the States and coaches, that was a thing. Back in the day when I was looking for coaches, it wasn't a thing. Now everybody wants to be a coach and uh, it, it can get very crowded for some people who, who can't quite figure out how to differentiate and stand out. So that's, that's absolutely essential and it's getting harder because now there are no boundaries. We can work as we do online with people all around the world. So what really makes us different? Why would somebody hire us over anybody else? And that's really important for people to get a grip on that they, they, they need to be um, able to do that so that they can attract the right sorts of clients. Yes, amazing uh, what a difference it makes for somebody to be clear on what they do, how they do it, what, who they work with, it, et cetera, in order for them to be able to express it. So. The, the one in the, the music box dancer, as we <laughs> referred to, spinning, 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 and not stopping anywhere, just hasn't found that clarity. Is that how it works? Uh, exactly how it works. And what to let go of. The longer we're uh, around and we've been in business and the older we get, the more things we know, the more we're able to do. But if you do everything for anybody, it, it's exhausting. Uh, those people who are doing that sort of business and they're, um, they're offering their time and their effort to such a varied audience, they're constantly creating new things. A program for somebody that they might only ever have one client who needs that. That client's not going to pay you enough for you to have done that. So if you can't 
monetize those processes, you're, you re really are then spinning around. And next thing you're doing something else and for somebody else in an entirely different marketplace. So that you really struggle then to get a foothold, get your expertise grounded well enough to attract more of those types of people so that you can rinse and repeat and not have to keep on recreating. That's a really big thing around services that people don't always recognise. Many of us, of course, have great difficulty seeing that we are that music box dancer spinning, 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 because we are busy, we're doing things all the time and we have new clients all the time and it's exciting, notwithstanding we're going home at the end of the day or the, the next day, depending on how long it takes us, but <laughs> we're going home tired and worn out and frustrated, but we still pretend to ourselves that we're doing the right thing because we're busy and we've got all these clients. Tell us, Kathleen, how can we recognise that we're not doing ourselves any favours and we better put our hand up and talk to Kathleen or Clive? Well, I think the first thing is just have a look at your clients, your current clients and your past clients. Are there similarities? Are they a niche? And if they don't fit into a a target market, if we'll use our marketing terms here, then that will be a great indicator that they're not likely to have a similar problem and they're not likely to recognise your solution and therefore they will be intermittent, they will be so different in so many ways that that's what I would suggest, Clive, that you really look at who you've been serving to date because they're the people that you're attracting to date. And that attractor factor uh, gets honed when you really focus. So when I'd like to speak to the problem because this is the thing when we, we problem solvers, <laughs> we get excited about, oh, I can help, I can do that. But if you do uh, jump in and help everybody doing anything, then, then that's the, where the alarm bells ought to go off. So I like to think of the problem as the problem that the client is recognising as they are experiencing it. So it's not the same thing. And often people are speaking to a different point because they think that's the problem because the client can't understand the marketing language, the communication. And I might use a, an, an example here. Um, I'd, I'd like to... Um, uh, just talk about a, a client of mine. She's a naturopath and her business, a lot of uh, really well known on Facebook. Her name is Sharon Hesp and she had been marketing herself as the food intolerance expert for probably 10 years. And she is an expert at um, resolving that problem. But she asked me if I'd help her create a new program. So I said, well, why do you want a new program? You've got so much material and so much expertise. What's with the new program? And she felt that she was being overshadowed by some people who didn't have her expertise, didn't have her history and, and weren't necessarily qualified. And they were talking on her topic and maybe doing some harm. So I said to her, now, let's just take a step back. What the problem that your clients have food intolerance. Do they know that that's their problem? 
And it was like a light bulb went off. And she said, oh, my goodness, I don't think that maybe a lot of people do understand that's why they've got the issues they've got. And I said, well, what is their issue? She said, oh, they've got a crook gut. And I said, okay, so would they know they had a crook gut? Oh, yes, she said, they definitely know. Their symptoms would tell them that they've got a crook gut. So I said, okay, so if that's their problem, you need to turn around now what you've been speaking to because if they don't know they've got a food intolerance, you're talking to the wrong person. Um, the people who really need your help don't know that you can help them. So isn't that interesting that the problem is the client is experiencing it. So we went through branding and, and really focusing her niche and, um, you know, developing her services so that she could actually uh, raise her prices, uh, make more income. And uh, this is the whole premise of how I help people do what they're probably already doing, but just go about it in a different way. So she's now the good gut girl. And she heals the gut in 90 days. She has three levels of her service. She's got a do-it-yourself. She's got it done with me with um, some online um, email support. And she's got the high care, high touch top level, which um, you get her, you get your tests done and she analyzes them and she gives you, you know, the whole process and holds your hand right through. So, you know, the good, better, best model, if you like. So I help people create those different offerings so they've actually got something to sell, not just their time. And they are able then to have people buy in where they're comfortable on either their budget, their uh, time, all sorts of factors that come in when people are making a buying decision. But clients love choice. So there's a choice. So now she's got her gutsy program. Then she's got her gutsier one. Then there's the gutsiest, which is her high care, high touch. <laughs> so, I like that. But... Kathleen, you highlighted a very important point, I think, that many of us have difficulty with, and that is you asked a question, a very simple question, and it immediately highlighted to that particular client, or at that stage, potential client, that uh, they hadn't asked the right question. What do you think it is that stops us asking ourselves the right questions so that we can face up to these things and identify who our ideal client is and under what circumstances we'll work with them and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on and on and on. So how can we find the easy way to ask that easy question? So I, I think if you just think about who you're going to spend your time with, that's the first point. Do you like that type of person? Because if you're a service-based delivering type of business like I am, that's your, that will be your in-person or online or whatever time that you're working with somebody. So you better like them. So I'd start with what do you love to do? What can you do really readily? What, uh, like a little bit of a, an analysis about your, not just your skills, because that's important, obviously, and you need, you obviously do need to be an expert at what you're doing, but you need to think about the time you will be spending delivering those services and get really clear. And from the marketing perspective, you also need to look at um, a niche, which means it's not just a, you know, a 
group of people, but there's a, a, a lot around choosing a niche. Um, it needs to be viable. So you need to be able to find those people, um, you know, fish where the fish are, that, that makes it a whole lot easier in the marketing. But, but to figure out what, what you want from your business, I, I think you have to just visualise a day in your life <laughs> and you know which ones you're not going to enjoy. So um, it's a little exercise I like to do for clarity. It's called the clarity exercise, actually, and I learned this from um, Michael Lozier. He's the, um, the how-to law of attraction guy. That's his, um, that's his tag, and, and he really is. It's not just airy-fairy stuff. He's got very practical things around that. And I, I um, oh, probably for a year long, every week, was on a, a call with uh, Michael, and a, a, he had a program which I found very beneficial to clarify a lot of things. But his clarity program was you just put down all the things that you don't want on one side of a, you know, imagine a piece of paper with a big T on it and on the left-hand column, all the things that you don't uh, want out of your business um, and flip it over to all the things that you do want because people can't figure out what they want. Honestly, most of us can't figure out what we want. We know what we don't want. Um, that's the way to get to what you do want. So it's a really simple exercise to go through and put it in the positive so, uh, you, you know, I've helped people, giving them this, uh, this tip if they're looking for a, a new, new love in their life. Um, they want to figure out how to get a better one than the last one. <laughs> Just figure out all the things that were, were uh, you know, what you didn't like or didn't enjoy. And, um, and then you're, you're working and focusing on then attracting, you know, your ideal whatever, fill in the blank. Um, so that's one way to think about it. Um, all the things that have irritated you about previous clients or anything that you can put down on that left-hand side and flip it over. And you should get really clear then about the characteristics, the uh, situation uh, as your ideal, um, and then look and see whether what you're doing in your business right now marries up to that. And if not, what can you change? And how can you literally look at what, what your, you know, what the, your business is not just, you don't just leave and, you know, you turn out the light like you've got a job. You don't. It's very, um, I like to think it's um, integration, not um, balance. I don't think there's work-life balance. I think it's work-life work integration when you're a business owner. And it's nice to be able to um, have a holistic life where you, you're not Jekyll and Hyde in the things that you're doing. So all of that's got to come into play. Authenticity, I suppose, is, is at the bottom line. Be authentic to yourself for, for starters and uh, and then be authentic out in the marketplace do you know clive every other job's taken you may as well be yourself <laughs> and don't you find you, you you get the best clients who, who you know love you for the way you are that's all you need people who say i want to work with uh, him or her um, because i i can relate to that and if you're not yourself and you're not relatable when you get to deliver the services you, you know, you, you, you're going to struggle because you've got to think, oh, I'm, I need to be like this. A bit like that corporate situation where you have to be somebody else's brand. When you get to choose your own, be authentic. Make it exactly who you are. And uh, the people who most want to work with your type will be attracted to you. So, you know, there's a little bit of work to do. You can't just, um, you know, it's not an exercise, uh, you know, a external exercise where you can just tick some boxes and figure that out. There's some internal work that needs to be done there so that, that um, real 
individuality gets to shine. And we've all got our, our real brilliance. Um, and I think, you know, it's putting your finger on exactly what that is and then get that out there. And everybody's brilliant. And I think they just underplay themselves. Indeed. The uh, wonderful thing that I found about being authentic is when people are authentic, they don't have to say that I'm authentic. No. <laughs> and they don't have to second guess everything they're saying because... That's it, isn't it? You just you know, truly be yourself. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with that more. Let's have more of it and let's ask ourselves more questions. And, of course, there's plenty of time the ego is going to jump in front of us and say, no, you don't need to know the answer to that question. You better get rid of the ego <laughs> because if we're uh, really wanting to sort the answer to what do we really want to do who do we really want to do it with etc mm. i found with working with the clients through the years that if we try and work this out in our head we're not going very far but if we turn it down a little bit to our heart we get a better result is that along the lines of what you were saying there kathleen about being authentic being yourself delivering the things that you want to deliver well, well, it is, and I think there is internal work. It, it, it's the best way to have fun. And I, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it for starters. So that's the bottom line. <laughs> is this fun? And I, I like to enjoy what I do, don't we all? But why do we make that hard? Why do we create something that's hard when? I'll tell you why, Clive, because it's a mindset thing. How many times, you know, did you hear, even before we, we were born and, you know, we were in the room and we are listening to what was being said around us, you know, you have to work hard for your money. So almost it, there's no person that I know who hasn't heard that over and over again. And that's the self-belief or the, you know, the negative belief that we have within ourselves because we heard it so many times. And, and... Aren't we proud when we're, we have a great work ethic and the work ethic means that we're working hard. So we're justifying the income that we might be creating when really you don't have to work hard for your money. Money can work hard for you. There's a novel thought. <laughs> you yes. Put your money to work hard. And you and can work smarter. Yes. You remind me of a, uh, a poem that, I like to refer to occasionally and uh, for all of those listeners out there, go and find I Bargained With Life for a Penny by Jesse Ribbonbottom, if I remember rightly. Oh, there's a... I Bargained With Life for a Penny. Check it out. Okay, um, I'll make that one now. <laughs> that's uh, along the lines of uh, what we're talking to Kathleen about, how to charge what you're worth and get it. Um uh, just a slightly different phraseology to arrive at the same <laughs> result. <laughs> so, so on that topic, Clive, you know, um, it, there's two sides to it. And, and I'm, I'm known as the money and marketing mentor because I believe that you need to be established in the marketplace as an expert because experts get paid more. I talked earlier about generalists. You cannot charge what you're worth if you are a generalist. You're worth much more than that. So it's figuring out what that specialty is, who it's for, and creating services all around delivering uh, the options for clients on that thing. Because the more you deliver that 
thing, the better you get and the more expertise you can claim. And of course, the higher the prices that you can charge. So how to charge what you're worth and get it really comes down to that whole positioning in the marketplace, but then also that mindset. And it's around the mindset that most people falter because it's in the subconscious. So we all intelligent people and we do know um, that we are worth a certain um, you know, um, reward for what we do. Uh, however, uh, it's that little five-year-old kid that's at play who's running our business, <laughs> running amok and uh, undermining um, some of the things that intellectually we know better. So uh, part of the process is um, to, I like to say, to increase your self-worth, to increase your net worth. And that's where the, uh, the other half of the game is really uh, working on uh, our self-worth and what's really um, our most buried beliefs around. It is around, I, I always say around the money because money is like a mirror and it, it's a mirror of how you're showing up in the world. You know, whether you're experiencing lack or plenty right now is, is really a mirror of how you think and feel about money and working on that side of things in uh, combination with the, you know, the more structural marketing elements being, I call it market ready. And if you are market ready, then the marketing becomes a really simple process. And then you, you, you can play a bigger game and you can be prepared to not only charge what you're worth and get it, but able to use your money in a much more, you know, it's, um, healing your relationship with money will, will create so much more abundance in so many areas of your life. Very good advice. And it's all about, you said, thinking and relating. So for all of you listeners out there, think and relate first to yourself. And when you figure out you can't do it by yourself, Kathleen's here. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we we're all, running we all against tried the, that the do clock it here. Self model, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we did. uh, we're running against the clock here, Kathleen, and uh, I'm going to have to let you go shortly. Notwithstanding, yeah, we could talk about this for days. Fun. We could continue for days, I'm sure. <laughs> but before I let you go, what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation? So in, in my own, um, you know, and, I, and I, I always have a coach and a mentor. I've, I, I believe that that advice I got early on was to stand on the shoulders of giants and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But if you can find the right advisor, and this is the thing, and the right one, a lot of people take on a coach, one, it's too general, and it's not the next thing that they need. So the best advice that I was given was, what's that next thing that you want to do? Find somebody who's done it and can prove that they've got the runs on the board and hire them. So that's exactly what I did. I found somebody who had exactly what I wanted. And I flew to America <laughs> several times so I could get it. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm absolutely grateful that that person came into view for me. Very good. And of course, going back to what we were discussing earlier, that person came into view because you were looking for them. 
Well, it's interesting because I think I was doing that subconsciously at the time, Clive. I was mm-hmm. actually poodling around on the internet and obviously I knew that there was something I needed, uh, something needed to change. But at the moment that it changed, I actually clicked on somebody else's testimonial and landed on the page and I've gone, this, this lady's talking my talk. And I said to my husband, she's a cowgirl, lives in Tucson, hasn't got kids, doesn't play golf. <laughs> And um, she is talking my talk. And, and I was just commenting and I said, oh, she's doing this three-day program. It sounds fantastic. And he said, you should go. And I was literally, I went, I looked around at him and I said, oh, you know, I think I should. And it was like, if he hadn't have said that, I might have just thought, oh, that sounds great. But it just was like, um, not that I needed his permission to do it, but the fact that he just jumped straight in because he could see how excited I got when I heard and read what she said and it spoke to me like she's talking to me. And that's what I tried to think about. If we can just do that be ourselves and, and we're talking to our particular audience, they're the hand raiser, they'll, you know, they'll, we'll put their hand up and reach out to you. Indeed, and uh, you highlight a very important point there. When we can't see it for ourselves, somebody else gives us a little bit of a nudge mm. and we're, we're off. But Kathleen, what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today? So I'd like people to really think about, are they charging what they're worth? Do they feel that they're being well rewarded for what they're doing? Or do they think that they might be working far too hard for far too little? And if that's the case, if they really take a look and just analyse it and just say, yeah, that's fair, you know, I'm really happy with that, or no, um, as most clients who come to me, they know that they're worth more money. They just can't figure out the model that will make it possible for them uh, to charge (laughs) for starters and, and to do something that really brings them joy. So right now, everyone listening, do you love what you do? Are you getting well rewarded for it? And if not, um, I'd very much like to have a conversation with you. Very good advice. Most importantly, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation? Yep, that's really simple. I have that smack on the front page of my website. It's powerupyourmarketing.com. And if you pull down the little services tab, you can book a 30-minute obligation-free breakthrough conversation with me around money or marketing, or we could just talk about you're just starting a business or you're in a business and you're looking to see how you might up-level it. So whatever you're looking for to have that conversation, I've been around for a long time and I'm able, if I'm not able to uh, help you uh, personally, I'm very well connected in um, business networking and able to introduce you to somebody who might be your best fit. Perfect. And that's powerupyourmarketing.com. There's no fancy letters or squiggly bits in there. It's simply powerupyourmarketing.com. Kathleen, this has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. I think we should have a lot of people paying attention to what you've talked about and and getting on the bandwagon to make things better, grow more. Let's make the pie bigger, not just try and get a bigger slice for ourselves. 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me once again. It's been my absolute delight and um, I'm very much interested to um, have those conversations with the people who may be listening. And uh, Clive, I think you and I need to have another conversation. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app and you can find more business resources at cliveennevar.com.au.